I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The over 500 Giants, Paul. I, I didn't have as much gray in my beard the last time I could say that, which is really sad. <laughs> but I here. Exactly. <laughs> but here we are. And of course, nothing can come smooth with the Giants. Just when I am rotting on sky high, uh, full disclosure, depending on when you're downloading this, listening to it. And by the way, thank you to all of our subscribers and listeners and those downloading as we hope this is going to be a very happy season for Giants football along for the ride that we've gained this week. But We'll start with injuries and where we stand on a Thursday morning. The Aaron Robinson appendectomy, first of all, terrible. Obviously, you don't want to see that happen. That's a, that's a tough one that Joe Burrow went through in camp. So he's out this week and really out indefinitely because who knows when you have an appendectomy, how long that takes to truly, truly heal up. I, Paul, I remember you know the kids that used to have those when we were in high school. It's like we wouldn't yeah. see them be able to play sports again for about six weeks. Now, I know this is the NFL. These aren't kids on the kickball field. But nonetheless... This goes back to a training camp conversation we had, and we kept talking about defensive backs and bodies, and you were all over adding guys to the safety room, which we did. Tony Jefferson, Pinnock, and the Giants added corners as well, which I thought were really important. But my biggest fear for the team was, I don't even know how good Aaron Robinson is going to be as an outside corner, but if Robinson or Dory Jackson miss games, it's going to say it, scare the you know living daylights out of me. And here we are on what's de- seemingly a winnable stretch of football for the Giants starting this week with Carolina. Uh, I am I am extremely nervous about having Aaron Robinson out of action here, who had a pretty solid game versus Tennessee Paul. Welcome to the NFL, Cordell Flott. <laughs> and you better grow up really, really quickly. Well, Paul, that's interesting. That's the first name out of your mouth is Cordell Flott. I was under the impression we might be seeing mainly a you know a Fabian Moreau. And of course, I know that McLeod got hurt. That kind of hurts his chances as well. You think Flott is the next man up here, even on the outside, the rookie. Yeah, I think at the moment, he's got a nose ahead of the rest of the guys on the depth chart. Wow. Uh, he may, he may, I think he's going to get the most burn at practice this week. It remains to be seen if he can hold on to that lead by Friday, because if he doesn't practice well, it's clear that coach Oof. values practice and you get what you earn. So if Flott doesn't practice well, it will be somebody else. But I do think they like him a lot. And even though he missed some time during training camp, look, Sean, I'm going to be honest with you. I know when he was drafted, a lot of the newspaper guys thought he'd be a slot guy. Yeah. I never saw it that way. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got some stickiness. I think he's better suited to the outside. I have felt that way from the beginning. And the limited practice reps that I saw from him in August, I am convinced that he's actually better outside. Wow. All right, so I'm kind of surprised hearing that because, again, 
you're close to it, so I'm going to trust you. You're my man now. You're my man's, Paul. I was kind of under the impression Darnay Holmes would probably be phased out by the end of this year, and that's where we would see a lot of flot in the nickel. And by the way, Holmes obviously had his hands full in week one. So it's so funny how expectations change because I came into this podcast thinking there's a reason we signed Fabian Moreau, a guy with starting experience, even if he hasn't been great, but that's somebody that, hey, a starter on the outside could come in, play, Wink Martindale's defense and all of that. And clearly, Joe Shane and Brian Dable and Wink Martindale all must have saw something Cordell Flott to use a pick. He's not a sixth or seventh rounder either. to use a draft pick on developing him. If you were to tell me a week and a half ago, hey, week two, Cordell Flott starting on the outside, Aaron Robinson's out and banged up. My reaction would probably be like, hey, this is a year where I want to see the young guys grow, throw, you know, trial by fire, that kind of deal. But now that the Giants have won, and now that Dak Prescott is hurt, and we see this upcoming schedule coming up with Carolina, I don't want to lose a single one of these four games. I'm extremely greedy. I have not tempered my expectations since our last podcast, Paul. And the thought of Cordell Flott, what a fourth round pick, starting on the outside in week two in games that should be winnable, scares me to the heavens that that could be a major exposure and the reason the Giants don't win a couple of these games, which could, in the end, be the difference in making the playoffs or not. Well, the reason that it should be a problem for you, Sean, is that the Giants would probably prefer not to travel a Dory Jackson. Now, yeah. DJ Moore... Who, who was it, on Woods all game long on Sunday when I went yeah. back and watched. Yeah. Now, um... DJ Moore is a three-time thousand-yard receiver. And despite the fact that he's never been to a Pro Bowl, he's incredibly dangerous. Very good player. He will flip-flop left to right. He will even see some occasional snaps in the slot. So how will the Giants deal with that when you consider that former Jet Robbie Anderson is going to be the other split receiver? Yeah. And by the way, he caught a 75-yard touchdown pass against the Browns last week. Yeah. So. You're talking about two accomplished receivers in the league and, quite frankly, have a little bit more um, intimidation, if you will, in terms of their potential explosiveness than what the Giants saw out of Tennessee's crop last week. Throw on top of that that Baker has a better arm than Tannehill, can make all the throws, and has some escapability in his legs – well, now you understand why the combination of the Giants' very quiet pass rush last week with a better receiving core than what the Titans showed, you now know why the Giants need to be a bit nervous about this game. Because yeah. this is not an easy matchup like last week. I really loved the matchup last week, and it's why I picked the Giants to win. This matchup is a bit more difficult, and then throw in – the horror show that is the Giants interior linebackers trying to cover a oh. running back out of the backfield, and Christian McCaffrey should touch the ball at least 25 times. What I'm telling you, Sean, is that I think the Giants' offense can have their way with the Panthers' defense, but I also think that the Carolina offense has ways to attack the Giants' Achilles on B. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt there, which is going to bring me, and we'll get to, to CMC here in a second. It's the pass rush situation, man. And look, obviously, Jihad Ward had his moments in the run game. O'Shane Zimenez had a couple good reps there in the, you know, obviously pass rush game. But I, again, I am not around it. I, it was nice to see that Thibodeau took strides, but I'm under the assumption these guys are going to be out again here, Paul, both Aziz Ojalari and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, it's tough. And, and the reason it's tough for me is if the Giants would have said the moment Kayvon Thibodeau got hurt, and I know why you want to take it week to week. Hey, he's going to start the year in IR, miss the first four games, something like that. Like I would have expected that based on what we saw on tape. The teasing of like week by week, seeing where he's going, and all of a sudden now we're going to get, you know, if we get to week two and he doesn't play, and the same thing with Ojulari, it's like, damn, how many games are they really, really going to miss where we have this hope maybe on Monday that they could be back the following week? Sean, you know this as well as I do. Injuries are sometimes harder to predict than at other times. Uh, this is a situation where uh, both Ojulari and Thibodeau were limited yesterday as we tape this on Thursday morning. Thibodeau actually practiced in his limited reps with a brace on his knee yesterday. And he had the guardian cap on his helmet, too, which is usually a decent sign that he's running (laughs) around, right? Well, you know, there's those safety reasons are in place for a reason because you feel as though he's going to do something where he could get hit. So, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that there's trying to ramp both guys up a bit. Does that mean they're going to play Sunday? The truth of the matter is it's too early to tell. And they'll probably both be a game time decision. Now, yeah. having said that, bad old okay. line with Carolina. That's a bad old line. I want to feast on. That could be the difference with this this cornerback room. Well, it is. Now, I got a chance to watch the the, the Panthers Browns game uh, Monday night. I, I got a really good look at their tape. I'm a huge Iki Aquanu fan and thought he was the best offensive tackle. Uh, prospect in this draft. And I was really hoping the Giants would get Aquanu and Thibodeau. Okay. But obviously, when Aquanu was taken off the board, then Evan Neal became available. Right. And that's who the Giants were able to scout. Not up. a bad so consolation very, for us. Right? No, no, very happy with that. But here's what I want to tell you because I was so high on Aquanu, I was very specific about watching him on tape last week. And what I saw is that. He looked like Andrew Thomas when he was a rookie against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? He was oversetting to the inside because he was so nervous about letting the pass rush get to the inside that he would overset that way and overcompensate and give up the edge. Miles Garrett, with his quickness off the snap and his ability to get around the edge, ate Iquanu for lunch, especially in the first half. He gave him fits. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, it's because if Thibodeau is able to play, his quickness off the snap is his best pass rushing trait. And as long as he's got at least most of that quickness available in his arsenal, he would give Iquanu fits. Iquanu's going to be a great player. But right now, he's what Andrew Thomas was as a rookie, which means he's got to find his way through the trees. Uh, I mean, it, see, this is the problem. This is why, and I know we have to battle through injuries, but my biggest fear with the Giants all year long, when everybody talked about them not being very good, and I was with a hey, six-win team and all of it, was 
the the moment injuries start to happen, I just didn't trust their depth. Now, again, those guys were a good fit for Tennessee. Their backups at pass rush, but now as you watch these people, if they don't have both pass rushers and they don't have Aaron Robinson, there's only so many you know injuries that Wink Martindale can withstand here versus an offense that can make a lot of plays. 